The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, everyone. I'm Peyton Sarton, host of the Note to Self podcast. Note to Self is a space to embrace your unique qualities, get grounded, and ultimately have honest conversation. No topic is off limits. I began doing social media seven years ago, and since then, I've started a clothing line and this podcast. Note to Self is a place where people from every stage of life can come for advice, new perspectives, and to feel a little less alone. Whether I'm recording by myself or bringing along a friend, we will explore topics ranging from relationships and mental wellness to social media and entrepreneurship. Tune in to Note to Self every week for the sisterly advice you didn't know you needed and raw conversations you've always wanted. Hi, it's Mariana. I'm the co-founder of Summer Fridays and host of the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, I've got Melanie Grant. She is an esthetician and skincare expert, and I've been seeing her for facials. I have learned so much from her online. She also has an amazing book that I think you guys will love if you want to know more about skincare, ingredients, what to use, and when. But if you're confused about what do I use in my morning skincare routine? What about my evening skincare routine? What are some at-home tools I can use? Melanie is answering all of this and more. So if you guys want to hear from Melanie, keep listening. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to do this week's life update. So this last week, I was in Napa. I'm actually in Napa right now as I'm recording this. And I was here for the Business of Fashion Global Beauty Forum. So what it is, is each year they have an annual summit for voices, which is in London usually or outside of London. And everyone in fashion comes together from Business of Fashion. It's a big summit. And they're doing it now for beauty. So this was the first one and it was so interesting. It was so inspiring. I got to see so many people and there's brand founders, there's CEOs, there's CMOs, there's experts, so many amazing people. And it was such an inspiring time to be here and to be amongst my peers and brands that I love and admire was so great. And I took a lot of notes during the sessions. And these are a couple of things that really stood out to me that either inspired me or made me pause and think. One founder that spoke was Ben from Byredo, and I love the brand. It's so beautiful. And maybe you think, okay, I've seen it the last few years, but he's been working on this brand for 20 years. And I think a lot of times we see on social, which this can go for like anyone's career, things we're working on, and we think everything is an overnight success. Like, oh, all of a sudden, like this brand just blew up or this person's career is taking off or they have this opportunity. But you don't see that. Sometimes you don't see that there's decades of work that went into someone getting to where they are today. So I thought that was a really good lesson of pause and time and longevity and thinking long-term and not just thinking, what am I going to do this next week or month or year, but really thinking, where do I want my career or this opportunity to go in five years and 10 years? Where do I see this down the line? And so I think having that pause and taking note of time is good and knowing that we don't have to do things fast if we want them to be around for a long time. Another founder that spoke was Monique from Mayel, and she's the founder of the Rosemary Mint Scalp and Hair Strengthening Oil. You guys might have seen this, I'm sure. I feel like it went viral on TikTok. She was talking about how at some point in time, you know that there's things that you don't know how to do and that there's no ego in knowing that. And that's something that we say all the time with Summer Fridays too. Like we know that there's things that we're good at and there's things that we're not. And that in time, you really want to put the infrastructure and the team in place. And so I think that's a really good lesson, whether you have a business or not, to know I have my strengths in this life. There are things that I inherently know I'm good at. And there are things that I know I'm not good at. And trying not to make yourself do the things that you know you're not great at. And knowing that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to build out a team. It's okay to ask a friend or family or your partner or if you need help at home or in your career or personally, professionally. And I think that's a really good lesson to just remember we don't have to do it all. That people are here to help us and that we should do the things that we're good at and not feel like we have to spread ourselves too thin to do everything else. 
And I've been to a lot of business conferences, and this one ended with someone who is an author. Her name is Roxy. She wrote a book about manifestation. I actually want to ask her if she wants to come on the podcast. And she really closed out the summit with making us think, which I feel like a lot of times at brand summits or conferences, it's a lot of speaking, but it's not a lot of inspiration. And she asked us all to think of our why. She was like, okay, we know why you guys are having a business or why you guys are doing this, but what is really the purpose and passion? And I think that's really important when we think about our careers, what we're doing in our personal lives, where we want to go in our careers. Like, why do we actually want to do this? And I stop to think about that a lot of times because for me, I have a lot of different areas of my career. And when I take something new on, it really has to add value. It has to be something I really want to do. And so asking myself why, and she said, it's also really helpful in a journaling practice to ask yourself those questions in the morning before you start your day. Why am I doing these things? What is the purpose behind it? What is the motivating thing behind why I'm saying yes to these things or why I want to do these things? I thought she was so incredible. Her books, she gave actually, we had like a big gift bag here and I got it and Lauren was already reading it and I'm so excited to dive into it too. And I really want to learn more from her. So hopefully she'll come on the podcast soon. So that was my little life update here from Napa. I had a really nice long weekend, which was really beautiful. I just spent it in Los Angeles. It was nice to have a little holiday break. And now it is officially Summer Fridays season. We are getting into Summer Fridays hours, which is so nice. So we take half days off work on Fridays, which is so nice to just have a little extended weekend and time for ourselves. And people ask me all the time, like, what's the name of Summer Fridays? What does this name mean? Why did you guys want to name the company after this? And it's really that Summer Friday feeling all year long. So like you really look forward to this. Some places have it, some places don't. If you guys don't have it, what it is is in certain cities or places or working places during the summer from usually Memorial Day to Labor Day on Fridays, it's a full day or half day off work so you can enjoy your extended long weekend. And when we think about our brand and product, it's really embodying that feeling of looking forward to taking some time off for yourself all year long. So we really want our products to feel like an experience, to feel like a little summer moment, to feel like a little Friday moment for yourselves. It should feel sensorial and enjoyable, but still effective and something that works for your skin. We always try to think about our products as having gentle actives. So it's gentle enough that you can use something daily and it should be enjoyable to use. And so it's really going to give you those results in the most enjoyable, relaxing type of way. It's a, a very summer Fridays vibe. I feel like if you look at our Instagram, you can visually see what our brand looks like. And when you think about our names, jet lag, cloud dew, dream oasis, they're all very dreamy, summery, experiential types of words. In this episode, Melanie talks more in depth about a morning and evening skincare routine, but I thought I would just tell you what I do. So in the morning, she recommends a gentle cleanse, an antioxidant serum, eye cream, moisturizer, and SPF. And then in the evenings, a double cleanse, a corrective serum, eye care, and moisturizer. And then if you want to use something like a chemical exfoliant, you can use something like that about two to three times a week, just depending on your skin type. The best part about having a skincare brand is that we really got to dream up the best products for ourselves and create the exact products and ingredients and things we want to use. So of course, my products and my routine is basically all summer Fridays now, but I'll tell you a little bit about what I do morning and night, and I will link everything in the show notes as well. So in the morning, I do a gentle cleanse. I always do wash my face in the morning. I do like to cleanse my face first thing. I use Super Amino Gel Cleanser. It's a pH balancing cleanser, so it's not going to dry out your skin. That's why I can use it in the morning because it's it's not drying. It won't make my my skin feel like dull or dry or too tight. And then after for a serum, I use CC Me. So CC Me was really created because of you guys. So after we launched the brand, we asked you, what do you guys want in a skincare product? What do you want it to do? 
And so many of you said, I want a serum that helps with hyperpigmentation and dark spots and doesn't irritate my skin. So that's exactly what we did. So CC Me has two forms of vitamin C, but it's a gentle vitamin C, so it's not going to irritate your skin, but it's going to give you this overall brightening to help reduce hyperpigmentation and dark spots. But there's also glycerin in there, so you're going to get this instant glow to your skin. It just looks so beautiful and it really works. When you're using a brightening serum like that with vitamin C and you're trying to treat pigmentation and dark spots, you always want to make sure you're using an SPF. So after I apply my serum, I'll put on an eye cream. I love vitamin C in things. So it's a vitamin C and peptide eye cream. It's called Light Aura. So because the vitamin C and peptides, it's really going to help the under eye immediate and long term. So you're going to see this immediate brightening effect from it because it's like light reflecting and beautiful. But then you've got the long term effects in there from vitamin C and the peptides. So it's really beautiful on the under eye. It's also got caffeine in it. In the morning, I like to use a lighter moisturizer because I'm usually going in with other products. So in the morning, I use Cloud Dew. So these are all fragrance-free and non-comedogenic formulas. It is such a lightweight gel cream formula. I wish I could show it to you guys via this podcast because it's the most beautiful, creamy, dewy, jelly, pinky texture. I just love it so much. So I do cleanser, serum, eye cream, moisturizer. And then I finish with SPF. So if you're doing things in your nighttime skincare routine and in your morning skincare routine because you want to help with hyperpigmentation and dark spots, you really want to make sure you're protecting the skin so that those dark spots don't get darker. So in the morning, I like to use sunscreen. I use our shade drops. It's a mineral milky formula. It is the most beautiful texture. It goes onto the skin so amazing. It wears really well with all of my skincare products and then also my makeup. A really great tip for any SPF, not just ours, is when you're applying an SPF, you really want to give yourself a few minutes after applying your moisturizers and creams and everything else before applying sunscreens or makeup. The reason why you want to do this is you want your skin to absorb those products before going into sunscreen and makeup. Because if you're applying things and it hasn't fully absorbed yet, it might be a little bit wet and sitting on top of your skin. So when you're applying something like a sunscreen, it might notice like a little bit of pilling when things like ball up a little bit. So by allowing each step to fully absorb, you're going to minimize any pilling that may happen. And that's common a lot of times with sunscreens or makeup products. So really just let them fully absorb. So in the morning, cleanser, serum, eye cream, moisturizer, SPF, allow everything to fully absorb. And then I'll go on to my makeup. In the morning, I usually wear our sheer skin tint. And then at night, I always do a double cleanse. So first I use an oil or balm. And the reason why I do a double cleanse, I actually end up doing kind of like a triple cleanse, is I want to melt away any makeup oils, sunscreen, anything that's on my skin. So first I'll do that. I'll do that on dry skin. I apply the oil to my skin. I really massage it in. I let everything melt off and then I rinse it off. After I'll go in with a gel cleanser, I use the same one I use in the morning. And then anything left over, I'll use a micellar water. I use the Bioderma one and a little cotton pad and I'll wipe away any excess eye makeup or anything that's left over on my skin. My skin feels really good after this. And then I'll use an eye cream or something at night. So at night, I really want to do everything that's correcting my skin. So in the morning, I'm protecting my skin at night. So that's part of like my evening skincare routine. So after that, I will go in with retinol. So when we were formulating retinol, it's it came out early this year. It's called Midnight Ritual Retinol because it's something that you use at night. And Lauren had never used a retinol before. She kept trying, but then she had a baby and then she was breastfeeding and then she was she had another baby. And so every time she would try her skin, we get really sensitized to using retinols. And it's common to go through a retinol purge or retinol uglies when your skin is getting used to using this new product. But we wanted to minimize that as much as we could. And so for us, we wanted to create a retinol that was gentle. So Earlier in this episode, I talked about gentle actives, and that's how we think of our retinol as well. So it's really great for people who can't use higher percentages of retinols or are new to retinol 
retinol and want to try it for the first time. And because it's a lighter, gentler retinol, it's something that you can use daily. So you can use this nightly in your skincare routine. So it's a gentle retinol. It's really incredible. Retinol is great for so many things in your skincare routine. It's one of those ingredients that I've used in my routine for a decade. Retinol can help to reduce the appearance of fine lines and wrinkles, discoloration, and it's really just going to restore the skin's appearance. It's also got hyaluronic acid and a blend of oatmeal and tiger grass. It's going to make it calming and soothing at the same time. So where you might feel dryness from using a retinol, we're hopefully combating that with some of these other ingredients. And if you want to know more about retinol, I will link this in the show notes. We have a dermatologist, Dr. Sam Ellis. We did an entire episode about retinol, so you can learn more about this in depth if you are a little bit curious. And then I'll go in with a heavier moisturizer at night. So I use jet lag mask as a moisturizer. You don't have to rinse it off. You don't have to remove it. You can just apply it as an eye cream, a moisturizer all over. And in the summer, I always travel with this. And so I'll put a little mini one in the mini fridge when I travel. So it's cooling and it's just the best moisturizer. And then I always finish with a face oil. So I like to lock everything in. So I use Heavenly 16. And the reason we created this oil is because it's got a blend of 16 different face oils, but they are all non-comedogenic and vegan. So when we created this, we wanted non-comedogenic oil. When you're thinking about non-comedogenic, that just means it's ingredients that will likely not clog your pores. So when you think about face oils, I know some people are like, oh, it's too heavy. I'm so nervous. I don't want to use these things. So on the comedogenic scale, ingredients have a certain rating. And then not only are they rated, but when you do clinical testing, they're actually tested for comedogenicity. So when we say non-comedogenic, it's because it's actually been tested for this. And so we have all of our formulas that are like this. It's important to us. And so our face oil was something where it's a face oil for people who are nervous about using face oils. And then a few nights a week, you can do something called skin cycling. So it's just a process of using retinols and chemical exfoliants on alternate nights. So if you are using a retinol, you don't want to use a retinol and an exfoliant on the same night because you can irritate your skin. So you want to use them on alternate nights and maybe not every night. So if I use a chemical exfoliant, I'll only use it a few nights a week. The one that we use is Soft Reset. It's AHAs and BHAs. It's really beautiful on the skin. I also use it on my arms. One of my favorite messages I ever got was from a bride. And she said she was really insecure about the little bumps on the back of her arms for her wedding day and that she bought Soft Reset, she put it on her arms and that she said she felt so confident on her wedding day because of this product. And that's really why we create the products that we do is because we hope to give you this experience of this Summer Fridays so that you can feel confident in your skin and hearing those messages about how CC Me changed your skin or retinol or how Jet Lag Mask made you look and feel is so special and so meaningful. So if you guys have a experience with Summer Fridays and you loved it, come on Instagram. Let me know because I would love to hear it. That was my morning and evening skincare routine and little life update. And if you guys want to hear from Melanie now, let's talk to her all about skincare a little bit more in depth. In this episode, we're talking all about skincare, but when I think about my skin, I also think about my complexion and what I'm putting on after my skincare, and that's my makeup. I talked a little bit earlier about after I do my morning skincare routine and sunscreen, I then go in with Summer Friday's Sheer Skin Tint. I love so many of Sephora's clean makeup brands. There are so many amazing, incredible products. I want to share with you guys a few of my favorites and why I love them. My everyday makeup routine is really no makeup makeup is how I like to do my makeup for daytime or for the office. And that's why I love a sheer skin tint. The Summer Fridays one is a really sheer to light coverage. It gives you this natural dewy looking finish, but it's also got skincare benefits. There's tiger grass that helps to soothe the skin and reduce the look of redness. It goes on so beautifully on the skin. And then I'll go in with my concealer, blush, contour. 
A clean at Sephora makeup brand that I love is Merit. And one of my favorite products is the Bronze Balm Sheer Sculpting Bronzer. It comes in a few different shades. And I use this almost like a bronzer contour. It has a really creamy sheer finish. So it's really foolproof when you apply it. And it blends so beautifully with the skin tint. But before I apply my skin tint and any other complexion products, I really like to prep my skin before applying anything else. Milk Makeup has the Hydro Grip Hydrating Primer. And it comes in a few different sizes. And I like this because when I travel, I always have the mini one in my bag with me. I put this mostly around my T-zone and around my cheeks so it really helps to grip and set my makeup so it lasts all day. Other clean at Sephora makeup brands that I love and that really work and are effective for my skin and my overall routine are Tower 28, Ilia, Rose Ink, and Kosas. So I hope you guys try some of my favorites, especially summer Fridays. To learn more, visit sephora.com clean. If there's one thing that I want you guys to try, if you have this problem, because I know it's a problem that I have, my mom has, so many of my friends, I feel like almost every single one of my friends is taking this, it's Nutrafol. And before we get into the details about it, you guys can get $10 off at Nutrafol.com with the promo code Mariana. But if you guys don't know, 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know that you're not alone and there's a solution you can trust to deliver the results. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair and it's more than common, it's normal. But it's not openly talked about enough, especially with women. Going through it can feel so lonely and frustrating, but it's time to change the conversation and join thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting five root causes of thinning hair, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women through all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so you get the most reliable results. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code Mariana to save $10 off your first month's subscription. This offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Mariana. So I want to know what your skincare philosophy is. I think, you know, definitely my, my philosophy would be, I believe I'm a huge believer in a preventative approach. So, you know, I think an ounce of pre- prevention is worth a pound of cure when it comes to skincare. And this is, you know, and it's, and that it's never too late to start a skincare routine, you know, whether you're 30 or 50. I think when it comes to treatment, my approach is very much clinical beauty. So it's combining those proven kind of results driven treatments, but also combining that with the the traditional spa practices and rituals that really kind of relax you and, 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 and a base more around self-care as well. And I know a lot of us really do care about this preventative approach to things that we should be doing. So what are some of those either skincare ingredients or products we should have in our routine to be as preventative as possible? Yeah. I mean, I think number one is, is sunscreen. If you do nothing else, it's, it's the easiest, not like a, a complete non-negotiable no-brainer. And that's going to kind of not only prevent pigmentation, large pores, sagging, wrinkles, all of those sorts of things, but also skin cancer. So I think that's a really important one. And then looking out for antioxidants such as vitamin C, resveratrol, ferulic acid, ingredients like this that will protect your skin against free radicals and pollution and that oxidative stress that can be quite damaging as well. And then you mentioned clinical beauty. And for you, what does that mean? Is that using certain ingredients when we come in to see you? Is it red lights? Is it different therapies? I mean, clinical beauty, it's a term that I coined maybe, you know, 10, 11 years ago when I opened my first bar. 
And it's really about combining, you know, treatments such as whether it be laser or microdermabrasion or radiofrequency, LED light therapy. So those clinical treatments have that efficacy of, you know, real results and combining that with the spa practices and rituals of massage and just the actual, I guess, you know, the experience of a treatment, I think can sometimes be just as important. So that's more around, you know, the treatment itself. I think when it comes to product, you know, you should really enjoy using your products. They should feel luxurious. You should really enjoy, I think, your routine, but also, we, you know, we want to see results as well. So ensuring that they, the formulas contain proven ingredients as well. And for some of those tools that you mentioned, like I know when I go in to see you, there's an LED light that I can use there, but then there are also at-home tools. What are some of those things that we could be doing at home? Or do you think that we should only be doing them when we're in a spa? So it's like really the best tools that we're using when we're there. I'm all for at-home treatment. I think it's so fun. It's such a cool thing to do. And really we've come such a long way, especially in the last few years, you can get amazing LED light therapy masks for use at home. I think you've got Desi, Light Salon, so many great brands. You can do microcurrent at home. So things like New Face, Zip, I think it's called. You know, that's that's a really great tool for lifting and toning the face. You've got at-home gentle peels. I mean, look, I'm not a huge believer in at-home laser devices. I think they're probably not, the efficacy is not there to really give a, a true result. At-home microdermabrasion and needling can be a little bit tricky. So it's really just finding a balance of safe, effective treatments that you're going to, to really enjoy doing. Even guasa stones, jade rollers, icing, all of those things I think are really fun and bring, you know, just take your routine to that next level. I think so too. I feel like for my own skin, an LED light has been the biggest change. I remember the first time I got one out of facial and I'm like, okay, I'm sitting under this light. Is it really doing anything? And I remember looking at my face the next day and I was like, oh my gosh, like this light really did something. And so yeah. in between my treatments, I have one that I use at home and it's really about consistency. And then there's so many great benefits now just for your, not only your facial skin, but like the skin on your body and your overall wellness. So I have like a big giant juve light that I have at home. So it's like a full body one. And then I also have a Saluma light for my face. So I'm like, I'm using all the red lights at home that I can. They really are. And, and, and with LED, I think it's that cumulative effect. You know, it's about exactly that consistency and doing it on a regular basis to really not just gain those results, but to maintain them as well. The great thing with LED as well is that everybody can benefit from it and you can never have too much. Definitely. And I think something that's really confusing for people in general is they don't know what their skin type is. And so when you first see a client, how do you assess what it is? Because I think people come in and they're like, oh, I have combination skin or I have oily skin or dry, but maybe they aren't one of those skin types. And then they're trying to buy products for what they think their type is. For sure. And I think we also, we're all, you can be tempted as well to kind of to buy products that your favorite celebrity is using, or you've read that someone else is using it. So it could be great. But I think there's generally, there's four main skin types. You have, you know, oily, sensitive, dry, and what we used to call normal, but that we now refer to as balanced. And then we have different skin conditions. So things like dehydration, or you might be sensitized, not a true sensitive skin. So this is something to consider as well. I think there's a few tricks. I mean, if you're cleansing and you leave your skin after cleansing for five minutes and you feel dry and tight or uncomfortable, you might have a, a drier complexion. If you notice that at the end of the day, your skin um, feels a little oilier or your, your, your pores are, are larger, you're prone to congestion or blemishes, you might be oily. I think with something like this, it's really important if you can see a professional or a dermatologist to ascertain your skin type, it's super helpful. 
but it's really about, you know, kind of knowing your skin type and then addressing also the condition. So if you, you might be oily, but dehydrated. So a lot of people with oily skin, you know, avoid moisturizing, which can be quite detrimental. The dehydrated complexion is oil dry, whereas, whereas a dry complexion is water dry, if that makes sense. Yes, definitely. And I think that's really confusing for people, especially people with oily skin. They think they should be, you know, skipping out on moisturizers or oils, but then it's just making their skin more oily. So their skin maybe really needs that moisturizer and hydration. Yeah. Well, the skin goes into overdrive, producing more oil to try and, to try and keep the skin hydrated. And and it kind of is a catch 22. So it's really about knowing the skin type and then also just gauging your skin on, you know, it can change, you know, during different seasons or when you're traveling at different times of the month as well. So you might, you know, add a little bit of oil to your creme if you're feeling a little bit more devitalized or sensitized or swapping out your heavier creme for your, for your lighter creme if you're feeling in summer that your skin is more prone to being a little bit more oily. How can you tell the difference between sensitized skin and sensitive skin? Well, I think sensitive skin is something that you're, you're a true sensitive skin is your skin type. And that's, you might have a more cuprous complexion, so prone to redness. You would be sensitive to different foods, to different products. And then a sensitized skin might be that you have a normal complexion normally or an oily complexion normally. And during travel or stress or using after using a, a certain product or a certain treatment, you might have a period of sensitivity where you have a week or two of, of redness, stinging, irritation, those, those sorts of things. And then if you have sensitive skin, what is your best advice for trying and testing new products that you might want to add into your routine? I think trying one product at a time is really important. You know, if you're introducing active products, you know, maybe to doing using the product one night on, two nights off, or every other night, introducing it really slowly. I think we all kind of get excited and, and go into a, a spa or a, or a Sephora and buy 10 new products and start them all at once. But I think it's really important with skincare to introduce one product at a time. Yeah, I agree. When I first started to do like influencer work and I was getting free product, I got really excited because I couldn't believe people were sending me free things and I would just try them all at once. And my skin was not happy with me at all. And so I learned over time, like, okay, I'm going to try one at a time. So something, what happens too, I think is like, if you try a bunch out and your skin like doesn't react well to it, then you automatically just stop using all of those things. But in that mix of things, there could have been great things in those 10 products that you tried. So really doing one at a time is really helpful to actually see what's working and what's not. And usually what I do too, is like, I'll try something on like a corner of my face or like half of my face. And I'll Mm -hmm. see like, do I have any clogged pores the next morning? Did I have any reaction to it? And then once it feels fine, I'll like some of my face, then I'll go in for like the whole face the next night. That's a really good trick. And I think when it comes to skincare, I always say, you know, more is not the merrier and really just, just kind of slow and steady one thing at a time. So you know, what's working and what's not, you know, and also what's, what's, really great for your skin as well. Yes. I really love what you said about more is not the merrier because I think right now what happens is people see percentages on different, maybe it's a retinol or vitamin C or AHAs and they're like, oh, I'm going to use this because this one is better because the number is higher. But really like my ethos is like gentle actives using things that are enough to show results, but not too much that it's going to irritate my skin so that I can use these products every day in my routine. And so I think that's kind of like, why I don't love the percentages on everything because I think it can be a bit misleading if somebody doesn't really understand what they're looking at. No, exactly. And I think definitely with actives, it's really a less is more approach because you still want to really 
respect the, the skin's barrier and not cause any you know, irritation or sensitivity while still yielding those great results. And there's so many amazing products now that just have, you know, just the right amount of, of active without, without making it, you know, harsh. And if you did go overboard with some of those actives and maybe your skin barriers compromised, what can we do to fix our skin or heal it when that happens? I would always always recommend a product flush. So seven days of, of no actives, just a really gentle cleanser with a simple moisturizer. And then once your skin is rebalanced and settled, introducing one product at a time. And like I said, super slowly. So every other night and building it up slowly as you kind of, and as you become accustomed to each product, then you might introduce the next, but really slow and steady. And next I want to go into like building your skincare regimen. Cause I know it's a bit confusing for people. There's so many products. When do you use it morning and night? So let's go into a morning routine first. So what's a really simple routine if somebody's just starting out and they just want the basics for the morning? I think, you know, for the morning, it's, it's really, I like to keep it, keep it simple again, not too many steps. I think, you know, I see so many clients coming in with eight step routines in the morning, which I think no one has time for. And again, oftentimes layering too many products can again cause sensitivity and blemishes and congestion. So I like to keep it really simple, a gentle cleanse in the morning. So just one single cleanse, I think is sufficient with a a cream or a gel or, or whatever formula you like. And then choosing an antioxidant serum. So what I was saying before about that preventative approach, when you're outside, you know, especially in urban environments, amongst pollution and smog and and all those things, choosing perhaps a vitamin C serum or a resveratrol or something with antioxidants to shield your skin against free radicals and aggressors, because these environmental aggressors can really cause, again, collagen breakdown, you know, fine lines, wrinkles, dehydration, all of those things. So antioxidant serum is going to protect your skin against that and then either a moisturizer with an SPF on top I'm actually loving your summer Fridays one Mariana oh thank you so often I find that's enough as my moisturizer and it just creates that one single step if you have time and you like to incorporate an eye cream or an eye gel you can do that as well but I think that's a really great morning routine that's not only you know, keeping your skin hydrated and and nice and supple and plump, but also protected from from the environment and the sun, which are, I think, the two most important things. And what step do you like to apply eye cream if you're using an eye cream in the morning? I put mine after my serum before my moisturizer. And then for sunscreen, do you like to reapply during the day? How often? Is it something that you're like mindful of? Because I know that we're wearing makeup and we want to be also protecting ourselves from the sun throughout the day. I mean, look, I... For me, I don't wear makeup, so I just apply my cream every every four hours if I'm, if I'm outside. If I'm inside and working from home, I have a sunscreen on in the morning and my moisturizer. I don't really reapply it inside. I know that some people that are very, you know, anal around SPF and if they're sitting near a window or they're really, but I think if I'm, if I'm at home, it's just once in the morning. If I'm out, it's every four hours with a cream. If you're wearing makeup, a really great way to, to top up is with either a mist or a powder SPF like a makeup kind of mineral SPF. I think there's some really great ones. Color Science, Inica have really good ones that you can just apply like a powder over your makeup or or a spritz or a mist on top as well is great. When I think about skincare, it's not just external, but it's internal too. And I know that what I put into my body really can show up in my skin. 
A few years ago, I really went on this like whole gut health journey, but really healing my gut and feeding my body and nourishing my body with foods that make me feel good really end up showing up in my face. So if you know you want to take care of your gut, but you are a little bit confused about what to order, there's something to take the guesswork out of it. Sakara's flexible signature nutrition program makes it really easy to plan nourishing, feel-good meals around your busy spring schedule. If you have dinner plans this week, you can sign up for breakfast and lunch. If you're tired of the same takeout, choose dinners. Just customize even more when you subscribe. The options are so endless and they really cater to your taste and time. So if you're looking for meals that are ready to eat, delivered to your door, and actually help you feel and look your best, Sakara is the answer. It's so much more than just a meal delivery program. Sakara is a nutrition program. It's like having a nutritionist and a chef in one. Their meals are expertly designed to fit your goals, from clearer skin to boosted energy, and they are so delicious. So if you're having gut issues or feel low energy, they have the answer. Their new Sakara systems are targeted nutrition programs designed to solve your biggest health concerns. Sakara brings expertly designed organic nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their science-backed, ready-to-eat meals deliver results you can see and feel from weight management and ease bloating to boosted energy and clearer skin. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash Mariana or enter code Mariana at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash Mariana to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash Mariana. It's officially June and I always have a couple things on my radar, but something I always want to remember is Father's Day. Father's Day is June 18th, so definitely get that on your calendar and you can start doing your shopping a little bit early. If you guys want to pick out the perfect gift for the dads in your life, whether they love the beach, a great barbecue, a little self-care, maybe golf, or somehow trying to combine all of the above, which is probably my dad, it's so easy to tailor your gift hunt to dad's taste with Macy's Gift Finder. Check out these great ways to shop and more inspo at macy's.com slash gift finder. So if you already know dad's signature cologne, favorite workout gear, or the watch he's been eyeing on, shop the gift category or shop by gift list. My dad is a golfer. He golfs a few days a week. So I always try to get him something that I think he might like for any of his days out. So if he wants something like a polo, there's a three pack polo set. He loves anything baby blue, or there's a golf trunk organizer with a zip closure. So he can have all of his things in his car. My dad has also passed on the love of travel to me. So there's so many great travel accessories and maybe you want to get something for yourself too that you can borrow on your next family trip that you go on together. Macy's has unique curated gift lists like for the grill master, for the gamer dad, and for the sports fanatic. Plus shop Macy's style crew members gift guides like Thomas and Scott and Brian Moore. They've got gift picks curated just for you and can even help you spark ideas for dads that might say, I don't need anything. So head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder to make this Father's Day an especially memorable one. Plus shop the way you want, pick up in-store, use curbside pickup or order with same day delivery to make your life easier. Head over to Macy's.com. I know that we touched on the importance of SPF and it really is so important to be wearing all year long not just in the summer, which I think is naturally when people think about it. And it's something that I'm so glad that I incorporated into my routine in my early twenties, because it really is preventative. And I know people don't really realize all the benefits that it's doing for your skin. And so we're using so many great ingredients at night to help with pigmentation and dark spots and brightening our skin. But that SPF really is part of our routine to make our skin look bright and even and prevent pigmentation. So I just want to know, like, why do you think people should be using SPF for reasons? Maybe it's not top of mind for them. I think with SPF, I mean, again, that that whole preventative approach, we often think, you know, sun damage is just dark spots or pigmentation. But sun damage can cause, you know, capillaries, redness, sagging, fine lines, wrinkles, all of these things. And then, of course, you know, skin cancer and melanoma, which is actually really quite scary and on the rise again. So I think it's just a no-brainer. It takes 10 seconds in the morning and it just go, it's going to really prevent a myriad 
of concerns. And they're not as, as much as people sort of think, oh, I'm going to go online in the sun and then I can get a laser or I can fix it later. It's actually not that easy. You know, coarse texture, large pores caused by sun damage is, is super tricky to treat and requires like a, a deeper or more resurfacing laser. Sagging and laxity is really difficult to treat. And, and oftentimes it's never 100%, even after, you know, radio frequency treatments or ultrasound or all of those amazing devices that we have now, it's still not foolproof. So it's it's so much smarter just to take that that preventative approach. Sunscreens come a really long way. And I think, you know, it's really just making the effort to find a formula that you love and that you enjoy wearing so that you wear it. I mean, so many people will say, oh, I've got a sunscreen, but I don't love the feeling. You know, give it to your mom or your sister or your friend and go on, go on, keep, keep trying them until you find one that you love. And then I want to go into our nighttime routine now too, because nighttime is where I'm really like doing different steps each night. And it's really like an enjoyable routine for me where I'm doing different steps. And like, I love how I feel once I've finished my evening skincare routine. And so I love a double cleanse, but I want to hear what you do at night. I mean, double cleanse for sure. I'm a huge, huge advocate of a double double cleanse. That's a non-negotiable for me. But I like to see, I think it's really about a double cleanse using a corrective serum, eye care for sure, and then a really nourishing creme. So double cleansing, I think, is, is you know, the first cleanse being more about removing SPF, oil and dirt from the day. And then the second cleanse going back in with something a little bit more active to really deep clean the pores. Sunscreen is actually quite tricky to remove. So using an oil or a balm is, is a great way of, of thoroughly removing your sunscreen, heavier makeup, eye makeup as well, and then using something a little bit more active to, to ensure a super thorough cleanse. After cleansing, I like to use more of a corrective serum. So you can really think about anything to kind of target your specific concerns. I, I mainly like to incorporate a retinol in the evening is a really great time to to use a vitamin A product. And this is really, like we were saying before, it's not about being stronger. I love to use more of a a lower dose, a slow release retinol, just to ensure that there's no sensitivity or irritation, but you might choose something high hydrating. You might find something, prefer to use something brightening or more nourishing, but you can really customize it to suit, you know, how your skin's feeling at the time, I think, with your serums. Eye care. I think this is a really important one at night, the skin around our eyes. We have far less sebaceous glands around our eyes or, or you know, less than anywhere else in the body. So it's it's really important to use something a little bit more nourishing or active in this area. And then I like to use a really nourishing restorative night cream, depending on your skin type. If you're more oily, you might go for a gel-based creme. But again, if this is only four steps, four or five steps to really have that comprehensive nightcare routine. And for chemical exfoliants, what kind of ingredients should we be looking for? What are some of your favorite products? How often should we be using it? And then how do we know if we've overdone it? Because sometimes I have been a victim myself where I like maybe over exfoliate a bit too much. I mean, it's really easy to do. I did that a couple of weeks ago because it feels super satisfying and you think you're getting really buffed and polished and glowy. And then, you know, it doesn't take much to go that step too far. I think with chemical exfoliants, you want to look for AHAs, BHAs or PHAs products, you know, like Biologic Recherche have their P50 lotion. I think Pixie have their Glow Tonic. Augustinus Bada have their the Essence. So there's lots of liquid kind of chemical exfoliants that you would use almost like a toner after cleansing. 
again, I think it's really important not to overdo it. You might use it only in, in the evenings. I prefer, I know many say that you can use it in the morning. I think anything like actives or acids used in the morning can kind of increase your chance of sun, sun damage. So using them at night, even for, for me, two to three times a week in the evening is usually enough. But again, gauging your skin, if you're, you have a thicker, more oilier skin, you might, you might use one every night. And if you're more sensitive, two to three times a week. And then choosing your acids as well. So BHAs, so acids like salicylic acid, are better for somebody with a more blemish-prone or oilier complexion. And then a lactic acid is better for, or PHAs, are better for a more sensitive skin. And then you have you know, acids like glycolic acid are great for those with a, a thicker, more sun-damaged skin as well. For our routines, whether it's our morning routine or nighttime routine, do you think we should typically keep it around the same products? But I know, like we mentioned earlier, maybe in the summer you want a lighter moisturizer. So when do you know what things you should switch up seasonally? I mean, I think with, you know, it's really about you can make your routine work quite hard for you. So the best way I think to navigate the seasonal shifts is really without needing to invest in a whole new regime is to consider more, you know, a couple of swaps and a couple of supports. So swaps might be subbing in a balm cleanser in place of a a, a gel cleanser in winter or more of a detoxifying kind of clay mask instead of a rich cream mask in summer. And then supports are things like, you know, I love face oils because these are great to either incorporate or as a step into your routine or I often put a few drops into my moisturizer just to boost the lipid profile and enrich the formula making it that you know a, a little bit more richer with the cream that I might use in summer so it's really about you know swapping some things and then swapping things out and you can put your moisturizer in the refrigerator they often will last a few months and, and be great you know for the next season or incorporating a few new steps as well And then what about using a different moisturizer morning and night? Should we use the same? Should we use different ones? I think, you know, again, it's preference. You know, you might prefer a lighter, more water-based formula during the day and something richer at night. It depends on, you know, how well your makeup sits on top. I like to use a moisturizer with a built-in SPF 50 during the day and then a richer creme at night. But it's really about, you know, if you have a great moisturizer that you love, and it's enough for you in the evening, but you love the feeling during the day and your makeup sits well on top, then I think I think that's fine too. We talked a little bit earlier about different treatments, such as like Fraxel, light therapies and things that you can do. What are some of these things that we should be looking for within a spa that maybe skincare alone at home isn't doing for us? I love LED light therapy. I think I've worked with it for well over a decade, decade now, and I'm still super impressed by, by the results of a professional LED treatment. No, I think IPL is fantastic. This is something, you know, again, I've worked with for years and it's really tried and tested for, for those complexions with you know, sun damage, capillaries, redness. It's a really great universal treatment for the right skin and, and obviously in the right hands. Laser, lasers like Fraxel, PicoWay is a fantastic one now and great for, for almost all skin types. You know, sublative, all of those treatments are great for more if you're, you know, you're looking to address coarse texture, acne scarring, deeper wrinkles. It's really, they're amazing. And I think peels as well. Cosmoline is fantastic for melasma, hormone-induced pigment. There's so many great modalities and, and, and amazing technology, but I think it's just really about, you know, for the right candidate and, and being used properly and in the right hands. 
And when do you know that you might need to go into an office or a spa or somebody to see a treatment like this? Is it if you're trying products at home and it's just not getting you the result that you're looking for? I think so. Yeah. I mean, look, if you're using, if you're using, if you have a great skincare routine and you're not seeing results, I think there's certain conditions, you know, like, you know, pigmentation or hormonal, hormone induced pigments, such as melasma, that's just really probably not going to clear with products. So there's, there's things that you can do, such as brightening serums, using sunscreen to prevent further, further pigment. But oftentimes this requires a peel or a laser, sometimes a medication. It's really great just to go and get that, get that advice. The other side to it, though, is, and you know, we see so many clients will sometimes come in and say, you know, my friend had a Fraxel and I love a Fraxel. And you really have to have a reason to do these treatments as well, because I think sometimes they're overused. All of these treatments carry a risk. So it's about just weighing that up. And, and if you have, if you do have a reason to do it, then definitely going and getting advice from someone trusted to, to carry out the treatment. And then I think facials are so important to do. And like, I always try to make sure I'm having facials frequently. So how often should we be getting facials? I think this is a really, you know, we used to always say every four to six weeks, but I also think it's whatever you can, whatever you can do. So if it's, if it's not something that you can have every month, this is ideal and it's fantastic if you can, but if it's not something you can do every month, there's lots of things that you can do at home. I mean, sometimes it's just incorporating, you know, a mask into your evening skincare routine with a great massage which can really yield great results and, and give your skin the boost it needs. So I think, you know, if you have problem skin every four to six weeks is fantastic if you can do it. If you have no issues with your skin at all, but you, you know, you like to go and just have a check-in every couple of months and maybe every, you know, four times a year is great. But I think it's one of those things. It's whatever is realistic for you. And then if we wanted to come in to one of your locations, where all are you located? So we're in Sydney. Melbourne, Los Angeles, and soon London. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I feel like this was so much amazing information. And if anyone wanted to learn more from you, your book, The Modern Guide to Skin Health is so incredible. There's so much information in here. It should be like something you keep if you need to like look up something about skincare or products. It's really got everything you need from your routine for morning and night and a glossary and everything. So congratulations on the book and everything. And I hope everyone comes in to see you guys soon. Thank you so much. And thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.